You can tell I need the love, can't you? Good. Cool. Good. Well, quite sure where to begin. I went to, uh, I went to well, actually, I joined it online, a memorial service uh, this week. A uh, friend of mine, Dave, and uh, he passed away. He wasn't a young guy, but it was interesting as he uh, got towards the end of his life. Uh, he was so loved. Uh, he's a guy that believed in me before I believed in me. And, uh, and uh, I can remember him taking me to um, sit down with all the church leaderships. And uh, he said, come with me, we're going to sit down. And I thought, what the heck are you taking me for? And it was one of those ones. He kind of saw something which, uh, I don't know quite, it must have been some kind of gift of amazing faith or something. And uh, so I, I, I loved the guy, and, and loads of people loved him. Not many people. He planted three churches, one in Sussex, one in Oxford, one in Cambridge. And they're all thriving. They're all quite large churches. quite a guy. And uh, anyway, he passed away. And it was interesting, as he got to the end of his life, uh, loads and loads of people were praying uh, that he would be healed, that he would continue. But it was God's time for him to go. So we're looking, um, this is kind of healing part two. I began, oh, ages ago. Now it's somewhere on the internet. Uh, just to lay a foundation about healing. But we're, we're handling two things at the same time. And it's a bit like the passage that um, Bill read out. We, we see Jesus uh, crowned Lord of all things, it says. He's kind of, he's over everything. And then it says, but at the moment we don't see that. You think, well, which is it? <laughs> is it that we do see that? Or is it that we don't see that? And, and the truth is, when it comes to things like healing, we're, we're handling exactly the same thing. We're handling the fact that Jesus can and does, he can heal anything, but sometimes he doesn't. We're handling the fact that we believe in the healing power of God, and we're in bodies that are cracking up a bit as we get older. That's I can't be the only one. We're, so so when, when Isaac said, you know, pray for the affected bit, Debbie and I were mucking about. I think, now, do we go for our shoulders? Do we go for our feet? Do we go for our kidneys? Do we go for our ears? You know, what, we, what bit are we going for? So, uh, cause, because we, I'm getting older. And, and one day, one or two of you might shed a tear, or you might be, yay, he's gone at last. You know, but at some, at some point, we'll, we'll have some sort of service, probably here, who knows, and, and, and we'll say he's, he's popped off. And as Debbie will be wiping her eyes saying, he's gone, and Jesus will be saying, he's arrived. Yeah. Yes. So, and that's, that's what we're handling. We're handling both. Do uh, uh, you see what I mean? So I, th- I think that's the kind of balance we're trying to, uh, to strike. So, um, so, so we've been looking at healing, and, uh, and um, so you can have a good snooze if you're really tired. Let me do my, uh, let me do my conclusion at the beginning. Is that all right? Yeah. My, this is my conclusion... John's yawning, look, he needs to sleep. <laughs> so, so, so conclusion, John, I'll wake you up later at the end. Uh, so conclusion is this, let's get over ourselves, step out in faith and pray for each other a bit more often. Very good. And, and if we have opportunity, let's pray for people in the community as well. So that's the conclusion. Let, let's get over ourselves, not worry about what will happen and what if not. Let's get over ourselves, step out in faith and pray for one another uh, that we might be healed and pray as we have opportunity for those in the community as well. So part one we saw last time, can't spend too much time on this, otherwise it'll be the same sermon, uh, it was, uh, we saw a few things. We saw that God, Jesus, we looked basically in the Gospels, Jesus healed because of compassion and mercy. It wasn't because people got their prayers right or anything else. It was because he's compassionate and merciful. And the Old Testament word is actually, the root of that word is, is the womb, the kind of, the kind of 
womby, caring feeling a mother has for a child. That God, God has an emotional life. Jesus had an emotional life. The New Testament word, the root of it was bowels. Kind of that kind of stirring in your guts of compassion towards those who are, who are, who are poor, who are in difficulties, who are in pain, who are ill, and so on. And that, that's, that was why Jesus healed. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we saw that in story after story. Lepers, those troubled by evil forces, blind, uh, bereaved widows with dead sons, all sorts of circumstances. Jesus was healed, uh, was moved with compassion, and then and mercy. He showed mercy, and we, and we saw that if compassion is the emotional bit of Jesus, mercy is when that compassion moves out in action. Yeah. And, and people cried out to him often, have mercy on us, cried out the ten lepers. Only one came back to say thanks when they were healed, but that's what they cried out, have mercy on us. He's the father of mercies, the father of the, the lad who, who had trouble with demons. He cried out for mercy. Uh, the, the Canaanite woman, not even one of the people of God, said, show mercy to my daughter. So God heals because he's compassionate, God heals because he's merciful, and God heals, we saw, to glorify his name. It was about giving praise to God. And we saw the fact is, if we don't want to take credit if we pray for someone and they're healed, we don't have to take the blame if they're not, because it's all about God. It's about what God does, and all the glory goes to him. It's all about him. And how wonderful would it be if we saw, like in the Gospels, where it says everyone was amazed, Time and time again, they were amazed or they were filled with awe, which means much the same thing, really. That kind of, wow, that's, that's, that's a wonder. Can't explain it. Wouldn't it be great to have more stories that you can't explain? <laughs> that would be absolutely fabulous, wouldn't it? So God heals to glorify his name because one of his names is the Lord who heals. Jehovah Rapha, I'm the Lord who heals you. So that was that sermon. I don't know why it took so long to do it that week. But anyway, so this is this week. And I, I want to really just to look at the whole thing of faith. And, and by the way, you're allowed to disagree with this. Okay, you can, you can disagree. Uh, the whole point is we look in our Bibles and see if it's so. <laughs> is that okay? Uh, so because different Christians, quite honestly, believe slightly different things or they have slightly different emphasis and that's that's okay so we've got to kind of come to a place where we know what we think we're doing and then when we get to glory we'll find out where we're wrong or where someone else is right that's okay so so uh, is that all right so God heals because he responds to faith that's it that's the one point let me give you some just some stories tell some stories do you remember the woman? She'd been suffering bleeding for 12 years. She was skin. She'd spent absolutely every penny yeah. on, you know, doctors, NHS queues. No, they didn't have that. But <laughs> she, she went private. She spent everything she had trying to get well. And, and, and then for some reason, she, she becomes convinced that if she could sneak up in the crowd that's following Jesus around and just touch the edge of his cloak, she'd be healed and it happens. Uh, and, and then it kind of seems to go wrong for her because Jesus seems to realise some sort of energy is gone from him. And, and he stops and, and picks her out, which is kind of a bit embarrassing, really, isn't it, apart from anything else? Uh, and, and then he says this to her. He says, take heart, daughter. Your faith has healed you. It was your trust in God that led you to, to reach out to Jesus. Just one little touch 
and she was healed. But it was all to do with faith. That story is in Matthew chapter 9. There's another story in Matthew 15 of the faith of a Canaanite woman, so a non-Jew, someone from a people group that didn't worship God, and she's keeps, she basically almost seems to force Jesus to heal her daughter. She's incredibly persistent. It's a strange story because Jesus, Jesus seems to be pretty off-putting to her. <laughs> so why, why, should, why should I take this, this meat that's meant for Jews and give it to you? And, and, and she, she kind of answers Jesus back. She has a bit of a two and eight with Jesus. She's, she's out arguing. She's debating. She's, and she says to him, yeah, but, but even the dogs... Because the Jews used to call the Gentiles dogs. Even the dogs can eat crumbs from the table, can't they? So she's having this debate. I don't know if you ever have prayer like that, where you have a little, little ding-dong with God. I mean, you always lose, but, but you can do that. It's okay. He's got very broad shoulders. And so she's saying, now, come on, come on, Jesus. And he's saying, well, I don't, oh, I don't know about this. And she, he's just testing out her faith. And she's got this persistent faith. And in the end, Jesus commends her. And he says, woman, you've got great faith your request has been granted and and her daughter's healed so again it's it's her her faith but but not the person who's ill it's her faith on behalf of the one that's healed and and um do you remember the paralytic through the roof i love that story i've got this mental picture of all the pharisees with um ceiling plaster all over them and and, and it's just just me it's just the way i read the bible it's not there in the greek but um so he comes down through the roof the tiles are removed the ceiling of of brushwoods just just kind of it must have been quite messy and 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 they lower this paralytic not paralytic because he's drunk too much i mean he's paralyzed he's down through the roof he can't he can't do anything and it says this, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins be forgiven. Then they have an argy-bargy about whether Jesus can forgive sin or not. And, and he basically says, well, you can't prove forgiveness of sin. It's invisible. But so you know I've got authority, take up your mat and walk. And, and he's healed. An amazing, amazing story. But isn't it interesting? He said he saw their faith. In other words, he's, he saw the guys peering down through the hole with their ropes he saw their faith, that they'd, they couldn't get in, but they'd persisted, they'd gone up on the roof, they'd broken it. They, they had such faith, he, he healed this paralytic. So faith's kind of there in, in, in the mix. And that continued in the Acts of the Apostles. There was a man in Acts 14, crippled from birth, and it says, Paul saw that he had faith to be healed. I don't know what he saw. I'd love to know. Some people see words over people's forehead, don't they? But did he, did he see faith? I don't know. Or did he see just an expectancy in the guy? Or did he have some uh, spiritual discernment? I don't know. But he, he saw faith and he just cried out to the guy, stand on your feet. Uh, and he jumped up and began to walk. Amazing stories of faith. So Jesus responds to faith. But sometimes the faith in the sick person. Sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it's more in their friends. Sometimes it's in their family. Sometimes it's only in Jesus and nowhere else. He just does it. Amazing. So I want to look at three stories, and I don't know what you'll make of them. One is in Matthew 9. It's the story of two blind men. Uh, uh, Matthew chapter 9, verse 27 to 30. Jesus went on from there, don't know where, somewhere, and two blind men called him followed him, calling out, Have mercy on us, son of David. When he had gone indoors, the blind men came to them, and he asked them, 
Do you believe I'm able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, let it be done to you. And their sight was restored. Jesus warned them sternly, see that no one knows about this. But they went and spread the good news about him all over the region. (laughs) It's too good to keep quiet, wasn't it, for them? So there's, there's a story, and Jesus basically asked a simple question. Do you believe I'm able? So that was a kind of basic level of faith. What, what Jesus was asking uh, was, do you believe I've got the ability to do this now? That's what he was asking. Belief in the ability of Jesus to heal. And then he says, according to your faith, may it be done to you. So that, that's the kind of basic thing. It's kind of, yes, we believe you're able it's actually, I know virtually every Christian believes God can heal because he's God. You kind of do what he wants. So it's a bit more than that. It's a, I, be, I believe you could do this now. Yeah? So that's a basic level of, of faith for us to aspire to. I believe you could do this now. That's, and that's good. Jesus, Jesus responded to that and, and they got healed. A basic level of faith. Here's a second story. Story about uh, some lepers, Matthew 8. Uh, Verse 2, slightly different emphasis, and I think it's helpful. When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand, touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. And immediately he was cleansed. Uh, of his leprosy and then Jesus sent him to the priest to get his checkup because if you're healed the, the doctor can say yes you're better now yeah. and if you're not better now he can say you're not better now so it's, it's not kind of pre- it's not pretending real things aren't real it's, it's getting it checked up which is a very sensible thing and so this is this person came to Jesus and he's in a different position to the first guy the first guy was, was just saying you're able but this person had a slightly was in a slightly different position. He says he already believed in Jesus's ability. He said, you can, make, you can do this, but what it, he understood something different about faith. He didn't assume that he would automatically be healed just because Jesus was able. He said, if, if you're willing, and Jesus said, I, I am willing, be clean. Now, you can feel free to disagree with this because lots of Christians do, and I might be wrong. But I, I think... It, I think as a church, it's quite important that we've got faith for Jesus' ability to heal and can pray for people even when we haven't got absolute certainty that he's going to heal. Does that make sense? You might not be sure. Because I think most, quite often Christians are reluctant to pray for healing because they're not sure. And so they kind of hang back and wait for someone who's some, some kind of expert who doesn't exist. To, to do the praying. No, no, let's, let's pray because the fact is we can say, Lord, if you're willing, you can heal this person. Yeah. So you go on the faith. He's able. He's able. He could do it. So you might not have absolute certainty, but he's able and he's willing to heal regularly. Does that make sense? Yep. See, I, I think if we could grasp that, it would release many more of us to pray. So we asked expectantly because Jesus often healed just because he was interrupted. Sometimes he's on his way to do something else. 
and he healed people. So we can, we can interrupt Jesus so can we can say, Lord, if you're willing, you could heal this person. So I'm just praying right now and we just pray our prayer. Does that make sense? Yeah. See, so, uh, now, this is where we, different church groupings believe slightly different things, don't they? It's just, there are some of my Christian brothers and sisters, great people of faith, who believe that God always heals. Now, it may be my lack of faith and Holy Spirit anointing, but that's not been my experience. So it's, uh, that's my experience, not the Bible, but it's my experience. So, so you, can, you can disagree if you like. I, I really don't mind. It's okay, I'm a big boy. So some people would say, you just have to confess you're healed. I had a friend at college. He had terrible skin problems, and he always insisted he was healed. But he would insist with his hands behind his back. And, and I, so that's when I started thinking... Well, that can't be right, because faith, faith recognises things that aren't yet, but it doesn't pretend that things that are, are not. Does that, right. <laughs> is that English? <laughs> I'm not quite sure of the grammar of that. Do you know what I mean? So faith is real. It believes for things that aren't there yet, but it doesn't deny that if you're not healed, you're not healed. Do you see what I mean? So, so, so we want to be sensible, as well as believing crazily in God's ability to heal. Yeah. We're healed through Jesus' work on the cross. The Bible says, by his stripes you're healed. But when do you get all of that? Well, he's Lord of all, but we don't yet see it. So we see in part. We, yes. see, we see kingdom breakthroughs, and it's yes. wonderful, and it's fantastic. And, and, then, uh, and, then, and then we do kingdom burials. Yes. Do you see? We, we have to handle both of those. That's right. I've got, let, let me give you a quote from Catherine. I don't know if you've ever seen the Catherine Coleman video. She did have a strange dress sense and unusual style, but, but she was used by God to heal thousands of people. And uh, let me read you a quote from her. It's in, it's in a book by a guy called Francis McNutt. He said, um, I've decided God doesn't have preferences in theology, she told me with a chuckle. We're the ones who try to put a fence around God and bring him down to our level, but it doesn't work. God is too big for us to confine and then she says, I've never written a book on the how and why of healing, even though I've been besieged by requests to do so, simply because I don't know the how and the why. It's amazing, isn't it? About the time my book was about to be published, the Holy Spirit would then go and do something absolute contrary to what I'd said. <laughs> I love that. I'm still learning the mysterious ways in which God moves. I'll tell you one thing, though. God sure has a sense of humour. Some of my own theological presuppositions have been shattered. There was a day when I was very young, I knew a great deal more than I do now. <laughs> no, I know, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> and I said, you must do this and this, and then you'll be healed. There are conditions to be met. I thought, for example, that faith on the part of the seeker was absolutely necessary. And then one day I got the shock of my life. A man said his deaf ear had just been opened in a service and he had no faith at all. I don't believe in any of it, he said. I never go to church. And that was my theology out the window. Excellent. Take another example. 20 years ago, I believe that absolutely, come hell or high water, it was God's will for everybody without exception to be healed. But I've watched this very carefully. Now I see we can't demand or command that God do anything. In general, I definitely believe it's God's will to heal. But I can't say absolutely what is or is not his will in a particular case. There are some things I've learned just not to touch. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a mature lady. Yes. 
in, in the things of God, a lady used by God to heal many, many people. I, I think that's a great balance of tremendous faith, a woman of great anointing, saw many people heal, but saying, hey, it, it, it's not simple, but we believe in his ability to heal. And we say, if you're willing, you could do this. It's our job to pray and his job to heal. So the lepers have a different, uh, a different approach. Lord, if you're willing, we know you can do it already. We've got the faith, but are you willing? And Jesus honoured their faith. I don't, we don't have to assume that Jesus has to respond to my faith because he won't be put in a box. So, and I think we need to be careful not to put burdens on people that desire to be healing. Because I, I know I've had a few times in my life, I've had long-term complaints and, and had people come up to me and say, well, have you got any unconfessed sin? Because you've not been healed yet. Well, that's a reasonable question because, you know, I do sin sometimes. <laughs> uh, but, but, but it puts pressure on the person to be healed. Have, yeah. I, got, have I got eight out of ten faith, nine out of ten? No, that's not, that's not the way it works. How much faith do you have to have? Just a mustard seed. Yeah. It's, it's just using our faith. Instead, we help people to focus on the goodness of God. Yes. He's good. Whatever happens, he's good. And just occasionally, I remember praying for Brian for sciatica, wasn't it, Brian? And it was one of those rare occasions, and it has sadly for me been a bit rare, where I, I 100% thought he's going to be healed. And that can happen. It's kind of, I don't know what you'd call it, really. It's like a gift of faith. If you, if you can see a diagram, it's as if God initiates it, gives you or me the gift of faith, and, and then you deliver it. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? It's, it's almost like a prayer of command. It's, it's done. I've, I kind of got it from God. I've got this almost certainty. That, that's one way of doing it. But, but the other is the prayer of perdition, where you are moved by mercy and, and you come to the person and it comes from you to God. It's a, it's a prayer of petition, of, 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 Lord, I pray for your healing. And, and it's not right or wrong. We get too hung up on the right way. Do I prayer of command? Do I cast it out? Do I Belt and braces. You know, if you've got faith to command something to go, you go for it. Just go for it. If, it but, but it's perfectly fine to pray as well. James says the prayer of faith can, and you pray the prayer of faith for one another and, and the sick can recover. Yeah. Do, you, do you see? So, so either don't get too tied up on the technicalities. Let's pray to God. Lord, if you're willing, you could heal this person. The last story is the, um, the epileptic boy. And uh, that's in Mark 9. Mark chapter 9 and verse 17. By the way, the Gospels are full of stories of Jesus' healing. It's a big percentage, and then uh, because the kingdom of God was coming, yeah. and then in Acts he, he says um, he says to the apostles, he, over forty days he talked about nothing else but the kingdom of God coming, and that's why they carried on praying for people to be healed. So uh, Mark, Mark nine is it Seven, seventeen and eighteen? A man in the crowd says, "Teacher, I, I I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that's robbed him of speech." Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, becomes rigid. I asked the disciples to drive him out, but they couldn't. Oh, unbelieving generation, replied. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? It's great, isn't it? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him, and, and the spirit threw the boy into a convulsion. How long has he been this, said Jesus? From childhood, the father replied. If he can do anything, take pity on us. That's appealing to the compassion of God. And help us. 
If you believe, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. That's a lovely realistic passage, isn't it? I believe, but help me with my unbelief. When Jesus saw a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out, never enter again. And uh, Jesus took the boy by the hand, lifted him to his feet. He, st- he stood up and he was healed. There's, there's an interesting thing. Here's a guy that had faith, a man that had faith at the start, but it had taken a knock. Anyone, anyone been there? <laughs> yeah, lots of us. He had faith in God, but, but it, it'd been knocked back. It's kind of wounded faith. You know, I, I used to be for this, but, but I've taken a few hits I've been a bit hurt, I've suffered disappointments, and now it's not where it once was. And Jesus encourages him in verse 22 and 23. He says, listen, everything is possible for him who believes. Everything. I I love that. It's a very releasing, freeing thing, isn't it? Jesus is saying, you you ask for what you want. Come on, anything's possible to this man who'd been badly hurt. See, Jesus doesn't put any limitations on what you can ask God for. You can ask for anything and trust God. Now, it doesn't mean you get whatever you ask for. You know, some people are crazy, aren't they? I love the big car, the big... It's not what he's talking about. But he's saying, hey, when there's someone in need, you pray for whatever you want. Maybe, maybe we limit the amount of healings we see because we just don't ask. And maybe God's just saying to us, hey, ask for whatever you like. Ask whatever you like. Believe in my ability to do it and ask for whatever you like. Yeah. I, I felt, I, this last week, we've been, we've been doing some maths, not my strong point. Dan Spires does it all, our treasurer. Uh, and uh, he re- since, since, I don't know, the last 10 years or so, and all the plans and everything for this building and all the building work and everything, we, we've raised about 1.2 million, spelt about 1.7 million. Now, that's, that's amazing. And then the thought, how come we can believe God that he'll provide because he opened a door and what he opens, he never shut. We can believe God for all this amazing thing and then someone's got a headache and we go, oh, I don't know what to do. Does, does that, right. doesn't really make sense, does it? Do you, do you see what I'm saying? If we can trust God, sometimes we can trust God for, for huge mountain-moving stuff over here uh, and, then, and then trip over a swollen ankle and think, oh, I don't know, I'm not sure about that. It's a bit crazy, isn't it? Can't, I just want to encourage us to believe God for all sorts of things. Let's just trust God. See, yeah. Brian Sciatica is no more difficult than a few hundred thousand. That is a lot cheaper. <laughs> we can believe God for both. So there's three kinds of faith there. There's faith Jesus can heal. There's faith that Jesus can heal, even if I don't have 100% certainty, I can pray. And then there's faith that even though I've been wounded and disappointing, I can go again. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. I, th- I, think, I think we'll stop there. I'd love to pray for those. I'm sure there's some of us that have got kind of wounded faith. And uh, if, if you've got a physical ailment and you'd like pray, prayer, uh, when we finish, just, just come to the front and we'll, we'll pray for you. We, no, it doesn't have to be a big song and a dance, but I just want to pray for those who like It might not be the same situation as the Father, but, but you've believed God, but in various areas you've just been disappointed, and now you've got d- doubts. And uh, 
and you're, you're with the Father. You're crying out, God, I kind of believe, but Lord, help my unbelief. And I just want to pray for, for an increase. Is that okay? So let's, ju- let's just bow our heads in prayer. Yeah. Jesus, it's just lovely to be in your presence. Thank you that you're full of compassion, very merciful. Thank you for all these stories where you meet people in the mess of life. Some have got great faith, some have got no faith, some have got families that have got faith, some are part of your people, some are even part of your people but you meet with them. So yeah. I, I bring to you now those, those of us that have got wounded faith through disappointments, setbacks, not seeing you do what they thought you were going to do. And if, if that's you this morning, just kind of just present to God your, your hurt, your disappointment. He's got very broad shoulders. Just give it, give it to him now. He can... Hold it out in your hands if you like. Say, God, here's my disappointment. Lord, I, I pray for, for healing of past hurts where we people, some of us thought you'd do something, but you didn't. We just give you our disappointment. We give you the emotion of that, the pain, the, the hurt. Just give it to you now, Lord. Thank you that you don't crush our little faith. Thank you that when our faith is bruised, when the light's grown dim, you don't stamp it out. You blow on the flame. You strengthen us again. And I I pray, Father, that uh, for those who are crying out to you, I believe, but help my unbelief. Pray that you'd uh, speak to them, encourage them. Holy Spirit, just blow on the flame of their faith again. They trust you again. Be ready to go again and again and again. They walk in faith the rest of their lives, trusting you with the disappointments and trusting you to go again and step out in faith again. And we pray for ourselves as a church, Lord, that we would indeed get over ourselves, not be worried too much about our own reputation or looking silly, but we would be willing to say, I know God can heal. And even when we're not sure, we'll step out and pray and see you do wonderful things for the glory of your name. Lord, we want to glorify you. We would love to see more people saying, well, that's amazing. Can't explain that. So do it amongst us Lord and give us courage to step out with those who don't even know you and share our faith and pray for others too we ask you in Jesus name